Welcome. Welcome. Everything that's hot this summer. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. Indeed it is, Pat Cash, you played tennis. And that was, was it in Adelaide, hot in Adelaide when you played last night? No, it was beautiful, actually. Really? It was lovely. It was almost cool, actual oh. fact, which is a nice relief, I think, for everybody. Right. And a yeah. nice memorial drive. There's a beautiful big sort of three courts mm-hmm. right across um, the one the one stadium. The camera's in the middle. But that was they used to have three courts because of the grass court tournaments. Yeah. They used to have to rotate the court. So they were a bit like the cricketers, sort of one wing, one gets up, one gets used up. They they go to the other side and then they bounce back. So mm. but they play on the, the whole the whole lot there, right. or, or two of the three. Really? Entertaining stuff. Do you speak, do you like your social tennis? I do. Really? Very much. Yeah. Very much enjoy my tennis. Yeah. And, sure. and Cashy, do you still play, I obviously play these sorts of tournaments. Could you play like a social game though? You know, go to somebody's house in the afternoon or, you know, down to the local, you know, tennis court and have a hit? Occasionally. Right. I wouldn't say that often though. No, because yeah. would you get the headband out and really want to win? <laughs> you know, I'd... Well, I've been tempted to sort of, in the past, sort of look at look at some social players and laugh and just see what they say. Ah, yeah, come on, mate, see if you can do better. Yeah. Sort of thing. Go, right, you? okay. Yeah, they put your money where your mouth is, pal. Yeah, I can do better than you. When you drive past a, a club game of cricket on a Saturday afternoon, I certainly yeah. know I do, and I've heard it a lot when I was on the field in club cricket. The Yobbo drives past, put the window down, and goes. How's that one? <laughs> is there any uh, any protocol there with tennis, mate? When you're driving past, is there anything we should be yelling out? <laughs> Football. Yeah. yeah well, the, uh, <laughs> I, mean, I just I get I get abuse from the cricket though. Oh. Like living living in lot like in London mm. when the, when we lost the Ashes. Well, you lost the ashes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. This mic's I, breaking I, up. <laughs> I copped it so much. People were driving past me and reckoned, Ah, oh, Pat, oh, oh, you, you lost the ashes. Yeah, come on. Yeah, I would cop it mate. all the time. Yeah. So I cop it more for the cricket than I do for tennis. Maybe yeah. we should play social tennis one time, Pat, because I really like tanking uh, when yeah. I'm playing social tennis. Yeah, if somebody even... I hate... If I'm going to lose, I love to rob my opponent of the joy of victory. Yeah. So, you know, make it look like I wasn't really? trying from the beginning. It's just, and calling in balls out. I love all that kind of stuff. Nice. Uh, one, The person we're going to speak to next would do none of that because no. she is so far above it, it's just not funny. Uh, it's this woman, Martina Navratilova. What a name. Next Legend. on the KFC Summer Session. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M with Adam Gilchrist, Pat Cash and Tony Squires. Well, you know, guys, uh, I've been sort of accused over over the years of being a one-slam wonder, which uh-huh. I think is a little um, little harsh. Oh, so well. I got, uh, got in the final, I almost grabbed another title a few several times. But the next person we're going to talk to uh, would be fair to say has never been accused of that, having won <laughs> 54 Grand Slam titles. Uh, Martina Navratilova, we have on the phone. Oh, yeah. Hi, guys. Hello. Welcome. (laughs) I'm correct. It's 54, isn't it? Is that right? It's actually 59, but that's all. Hey, see if Uh, I can get it right. Is it 18 singles? Yeah. Yeah, see, there you go. Pat, I know more better than you. I think Billie Jean King described Martina Navratilova as the greatest singles, doubles, and mixed doubles player who's ever lived, and I wouldn't argue with that. Hey, thanks so much for being part of the show. Martina, of course, you've been playing the World Tennis Challenge, and we've got Cashy, uh, you know, he's arrived back, and he's a little bit nervous about what he got up to. I saw some vision. I just want to play this to you, uh, the event you were playing together with, Pat. Just listen to this. Come on, we need to break. Yours? Duck, duck. Oh my god, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. This is one of the most embarrassing moments I've ever had in my sporting life. He got you. 
He did, but you know, it's just a tennis ball. It's not a cricket ball or a uh, hockey puck, and uh, so it didn't hurt. I was, you know, I was playing along, but I didn't hear him say duck. No. I didn't know. <laughs> it, it, quite Mar- frankly, I don't think I could have ducked low enough. <laughs> <laughs> Martina, I think, uh, I think I heard the word duck about three seconds after the ball hit you, so it wasn't a great bit of teamwork on his behalf. <laughs> Well, I think uh, if I had started ducking, he would have actually got me on the back of the head, so I'm glad I didn't duck. <laughs> yes, oh, sorry about that. Now, you, you've, uh, this is the first time in a long time you've been at Adelaide, and uh, yep. you, you've obviously played a bit of mixed doubles with myself and Martina Hengis yesterday and, and Mats Villander, and you've you're got a bit of a singles match tonight with Yeah, with I'm going to try to hang on the court with uh, Martina. I hope he'll, she'll be gentle because, yeah, obviously, <laughs> she could kick my butt all the way from here to Melbourne, but, uh, you know, we'll just have a good time and uh, hopefully show some good tennis and uh, see what happens there. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I don't have hold any f- high hopes. <laughs> yeah, you've got a few years on. What's the age difference? 24 years, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, Martina could still play on the main tour, you know, doubles mm. for sure, singles very well. I mean, she plays a lot of tennis with the junior players because she uh, works in an academy, so she she hits a lot of balls anyway. And, uh, you know, and, and she's got a lot younger body. So, yeah, it's it's not a fair fight, but uh, she's just been very nice to me when we've played before, and I'm sure we'll have a good time out there. Well, you played yeah. very well last night, I've got to say. No doubt about that. Martin, are you playing any regular tennis at the moment? Well, this is this this is regular tennis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll probably average playing only about once a week. I'll try to uh, play more. I just moved to Florida, so uh, I hope to get some more tennis uh, under my belt on a regular basis. But, uh yeah, I don't play as much as I would like, but, uh, yeah. you know, we we don't have that many events to prepare for throughout the year. Mm. Uh, but uh, we'll play next week again in, uh, in the Australian Open. We have a, a Legends event the second week, and I actually get to play with Martina, which is much wow. nicer than playing against her. You mentioned the Australian Open, Martina, and obviously a lot of Australians. We put a lot of pressure on our sports people, don't we? And one of them who is uh, under the microscope continually when she plays here is Sam Stoza, has done sure. so brilliantly overseas, does seem to struggle. She was beaten again in Sydney in the first round. Now, you, you've spoken a little bit about it. You, I guess you understand the pressure she's on. Where do you see the things that she needs to do to be able to get the, the win here? Well, I think, you know, it's just about relaxing but staying intent and, and focused. It's a, it's a difficult mix to uh, to be really intense and, and, and then um, be able to just breathe and, and, and relax to be able to hit those kind of shots that uh, that she's hitting. But her, her brand of tennis is very physical, and when you get nervous, you know, the legs don't move and the body just doesn't flow and, and her game needs to flow. Do you, do you think anybody can beat Serena? Do you think she could, uh, that uh, anybody, even Sam at her, at her best, could beat Serena uh, Williams? Uh, I think, uh, uh, you know, I, no, I think at, at her best, Serena is the best player out there. And for no other reason than her serve. Her first serve is just such a weapon that even when the women, once the ball is in play, they, they can hang with her pretty well. But she's got a huge return of serve. She's so strong. She just steps into the ball. She's got a place with a big racket, so she's got a big sweet spot on that racket. And she's so strong, she just overpowers the ball on the return of serve. And then with the with the serve, you know, even when she gets in trouble left 30, she hits three big, aces, three big serves. She's up 40-30. And she hasn't really hit a shot. I mean, she's up forty thirty. So and you played a great game. So it's it's really difficult mentally and physically to compete with her. She's just so much uh, so much stronger than everybody else. Most of all because of her serve. As Martin Navratilova was uh, during that amazing career, had terrific to talk to you. Thanks so much for being part of the show and sure. uh, and uh, you know wearing one from Pat Cash's racket. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't, I don't. You know he didn't hit it that hard. I don't <laughs> even have a bruise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, keep hurting him. That's good. Oh, I deserve it. I deserve
I deserve it. Mozzie bite. Martina, thanks so much for being part of the show. Thanks, guys. She's the card-carrying legend, Martina. I was going to say, playing in Legends events, I think that with good reason. Absolutely. genuine. That's a description of the word right there. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. The KFC Summer Session on Triple M for the all-new Grill Twister Max at KFC. It's tastefully chockers, good times. That video of Pat Cash deliberately smashing his partner, Martina Navratilova, over in the back of the tennis ball. Oh, deliberately. I love that. Didn't hurt a bit, you reckon? That's cold. Wuss. Pretty tough. You wuss. You can see that. You can just go to head to headtotriplem.com.au. You can have a little look at him in action and just see exactly the damage that he has done. Uh, look, I don't know if either of you are, you know, financial kings. You know exactly oh, what's yes. going on in the world of high finance. Nothing like Mr. Cash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's my name. Well, there's a story that's been going for a couple of days now, and we all know that the U.S. economy was allegedly heading towards the financial cliff, cliff, mm. and things had to be put in place to try to stop that. Well, there's a theory going around that they can basically bypass various laws about printing, you know, notes, excess notes, and finding it. If they can't, if you know the Republicans don't get this through, yeah. they can actually print a real-life coin worth one trillion dollars. Wow. One trillion dollars. One trillion dollars. You know, this is, I don't know how, yeah, I don't know how it works. I'm not Dr. Finance. Apparently this can help uh, alleviate many of the problems financially Mm -hmm. and and so they can avoid falling off the the fiscal cliff. It sounds like a brilliant idea. Why? I think it's Coin collectors? Yeah. Mm. Like coin collectors. It's tax free. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Stamp collecting. (laughs) Avoid the tax man. I've got one, this one, just in my book. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Don't touch it. Well, the thing I love about it is that it's not a new idea. Uh, and you know, I love Barack Obama. I thought he's full of good new ideas, but this one apparently, it seems, comes from The Simpsons. 1945, the people of Europe struggled to rebuild following the war. To ease this crisis, President Truman promised relief. To make good on this drunken boast, Truman authorized the one-time printing of the largest denomination currency ever, a trillion-dollar bill. <laughs> Ooh, a trillion-dollar bill. That's a spicy meatball. <laughs> I love the approval from Homer, right? See, the problem is, though, the trillion-dollar coin is even worse than your trillion-dollar mm. bill because, you, you know, your trillion-dollar bill you can put in your wallet. Tuck it away, You sort of have some security, but, you know, you put your trillion-dollar coin in your coin pocket, you know, and there's you're a lot reckless, of other stuff going on. You're in reckless there. with your coins, you, aren't you? You, you, are, uh, you, know, you, you park the car, uh, but yeah. ching, ching, oh, no change. Oh, what? <laughs> trillion dollars. <laughs> what, what am I going to do? Just that uh, after the night out, you always seem to have a huge pocket full of coins. coins. You just rip them out and throw them on the Has anybody the seen my trillion? Or something? Yeah, but the busker, you're walking past quickly. Did you want to hate, hate to make that mistake of which one you flicked in? Yeah, exactly. Doesn't matter how good they are. A railway track. You know, I used to sneak up. I was just at Kuyong, actually. I used to sneak up as a young young guy, foolish oh. man, so don't do this, but no. go up and put the coin on the on the railway track. Which yep. it, uh, the train comes by, flatten, squash. Flatten it. There goes a trillion dollars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to double it in size, though. <laughs> hey, son, look at this one yeah. I made for you. The, the, I reckon the, the, <laughs> classic, the classic nervous moment was the old club cricket days where you go out as captain and everyone would be standing around. Someone would say, hey, I've got a coin for the toss. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> she should be keeping a close eye on where it ends up, wouldn't you? Well, I think that's my trillion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't get near the trivia. Fa- Any wishing wells you should avoid oh, yeah. if you're carrying a trillion nervous dollars. Times. I do love it. The trillion dollars that will save the American economy. This is the KFC Summer Session. You're listening to Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. Yeah, some good times are better shared like KFC's new cricketers pack. Good times. Cricketers, we have been speaking about them and, in fact, whether the best team uh, should be picked for the one-day series. Brett Lee said mm, they should have done that. 
We asked you in our poll, triplem.com.au, does the fact that Australia is resting their best players make you lose interest in the one-day series, which mm. starts uh, Friday? Yes, no, or one-day cricketers on borrowed time. The three <laughs> options we have. Uh, one-day cricketers on borrowed time uh, came in with a scintillating 0%. <laughs> See, you guys were laughing at me. Yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. Well, well, that yeah. wasn't about that. That was just about most other things. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> no was 20% and yes, 80% of Australians think that resting the best players does make you lose interest in the one day series. Gilly, yeah. so you, you agree with this. You thought they should be putting together a better team. You... Look, um, as I over the course of the series, yes. the 10-game dual series, we will see Australia's best one day team yep. performing at some stage. So... We've got to be patient there, but I, I had a think about it. I, th- I said I supported Brett Lee's comments and, and those of the 80% that, that yes. voted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought, well, I better put my money where my mouth is and oh. just name who I think Lay that should trillion be dollar coin down, please. <laughs> rolling, out, uh, <laughs> rolling out at the uh, big dress-up party at the MCG on Friday against Sri Lanka. My, my team, oh, and there's a little unique one in here, uh, Warner opening with uh, Aaron Finch being oh, in good. fine form in the Big Bash. Sean Marsh at three, I still nice. think, is one of our best batsmen in the country. Yep. Uh, Michael Clark before yep. uh, Michael Hussey, David Hussey, Brad Haddon. Brad Haddon. Matt Wade. Wow, hello. Mitchell Stark. Why not? Xavier Doherty and Mitchell Johnson. Right. Now, you may say the so obvious. So many wicketkeepers, obviously. Well, no, that's that's the thing. Since mm. the test series, yeah. Wadey's now my bowling all-rounder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you see him down in Hobart? 130-odd clicks. Steaming it. Steaming it. I love it. You think outside of the yeah. box. Right. It's a KFC Summer Session on Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. Summer afternoons on Triple M. That would mean this is a KFC uh, session with Adam Gilchrist, Pat Cash and Tony Squires for the all-new Grilled Twister Max at KFC. It's tastefully chockers, good times. Yeah, good times. There'll be good times at this uh, little event that I'm going to talk about. Flipping through a paper today, I came mm. across an interesting little advertisement. It's uh, In Search Of was uh, the title, but yeah. it's uh, a number of little events that people are looking for participants to come along. And, and this one's a bit unique. I'll just, I'll just read it out. Uh, Royal Hotel Drinkers was, was the, the subheading. Looking for people who drank at the Royal Hotel Abercrombie Street in Chippendale, which is in Sydney, mm. from 1965 to 1980. For, wow. for a reunion to be held in on February 23rd. It's a big drink. <laughs> what was going That's down at the Royal for 15 years there? Now, Tony, I, I know that you've had a beer in most... Yeah, pubs I'm, in Sydney, I'm sure at some point during that you, period... You're qualified, I reckon. qualified, yeah. So anybody who's had a drink... Can turn up. Uh, um, that's what I'm wondering. Does one beer constitute uh, a, 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 a an ability to get along there? I mean, what was what a, was happening for those 15 years? It's a very small pub. Maybe only five people ever came in there. Maybe they They're did. Looking for those five people who are now but it, washed it, out of the gutter. Uh, my understanding is a reunion in the pub. Well, no, uh, which leads me to think that maybe the pub's not still around. But, uh, no, that's in the uh, Erskineville Bowling Club, oh, which right. obviously down the road there somewhere. But right. uh, a drink sometime between 1965 and 1980. It doesn't if, even stipulate what drink. It's just you, who drank at. If you had a drink. So potentially there could be 50,000 people turning up at, uh, for this <laughs> reunion, including me. I'm certain at some point. Some good stories. Yeah. Reunions are, look, um, that one is a very, very odd one. But you must have had, I guess, mid, do you have team reunions from tours always, and yeah, all that kind of stuff? You know, World Cup, 10 years mm-hmm. on, you do that stuff, various sporting teams. But I guess the, the obvious reunion one is the school reunion, yes. which is can be a dreaded affair for many. It's an yep. exciting time yeah. for others. I, yeah. 
I remember my um, uh, ten-year reunion from high school heading there, and a, a lot of them are mates that I kept in touch regularly with. Were saying, <laughs> "Mate, you're going to be have a shocking night." You are. Mm. I, it was not long after, it, uh, or around the time I was sort of just played my first game of first-class cricket, and mm. on the on the fringes of the Australian team. So they were saying, "You're going to be the centre of attention, mate. You're going to mm. have a bad night. Everyone's going to want to be talking to you." Yada mm. yada yada. Well. Mm. Uh, not so. Um, there was uh, a little bit more attention grabbed by uh, the the bloke at school that came back as a lady. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was uh, a bloke for the reunion. Um, came back and and look, I in the most wow. respectful way, it was yeah a, a, a schoolmate of ours, a, a bloke who uh, came back to this reunion full drag. Gear, Good on him, stroke her. Had, yeah, that's right. It was <laughs> it was great to see uh, to see him her so comfortable with life and yeah. obviously realised a lot of things since school days but but all those uh, schoolboy humour stuff the, the roads of the <laughs> like uh, the gr- roads of the group were standing around the toilets you know placing bets on which which toilet that she he's going to go yeah. into and yeah. all that but uh, the most confident person there he she was yeah. and uh, it was great to see but uh, discovered who they were and and I sat in the corner and just drank by myself and yeah. no one spoke to me but uh, anyway at least you were invited to your reunion I'm still waiting for my invitation that's obviously so couldn't find me. Couldn't didn't find know, you on national TV or yeah. radio. <laughs> very, very sad. Cashy reunions for you? No, 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 no. Don't think I've ever been. I don't have real interest to go back to uh, oh, catch up gosh, with the guys that I spent uh, after school detention with. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, <laughs> <laughs> I was in detention where I wasn't. Then I wasn't in school. <laughs> no, that's uh, the other the uh, reunion that you could have the, the sporting one. I remember uh, Damien Fleming uh, took a Test match hat trick. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. on a. A second, what would have been a second test match hat trick, and Shane Warne dropped a, a soda right in front of his face, and it cost him to becoming. And and Flemo remembers all the, as the ball was travelling to Warney in his yes. own mind, he was thinking of how great it's going to be to have a reunion every year of all the people who have got two test match hat tricks, and that he'd be the only one there having a drink and proudly <laughs> saying how good it is. I'm thinking, Cashy, 87 Wimbledon, do you have a reunion celebrating that by yourself every now and then? Just you're the only no, one who won it in 87. That's that's true. Twenty five years ago, actually, and um, I, they, they Wimbledon did have a a reunion. Well, Tennis Australia actually had an invitation saying uh, to for fifty years, and uh, I sort of said, "Come." Frank Sedgman was uh, the the player who was fifty years welcome, mm-hmm. and and they invited me along. I said, "Hey," uh, I just wrote a little email saying, "By the way, guys, um, somebody else has got a reunion here." This thing they go, "Oh yeah, we only we only think about the we only invite the the important years." Oh, <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So the get, the, get the, point. the boy who turns up as the girl at the school reunion, I think, is lovely. I think it's terrific that they found themselves. Uh, what did happen at your school reunion that shocked you? One triple three five three. Can you top Gilly's story? Give us a call right now on the KFC Summer Session. Listening to Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. KFC Summer Session with Adam Yilchrist, Pat Cash, Tony Squires for the all-new Grilled Twister Max at KFC. It's tastefully chockers, good times, talking reunions, uh, school reunions specifically for Gilly and surprise that one of his uh, male colleagues turned up as a female, and, you know, yeah. which it is, is slightly surprising and took all the focus off you. <laughs> uh, wondering how, how you may have been shocked at your school reunion, what went on. G'day, Craig. Uh, Tony, g'day, here you go. Yeah, good, mate. What happened? Uh, well, it was a few years ago now, but it was a 25th uh, reunion, uh, oh. which I was on the organising committee, mm-hmm. local RSL, no worries, all happened. On the way, we were driving towards the RSL, all the lights went out. Mm-hmm. There was a blackout. Apparently someone hit a, a power station or something, and, and so 
And we hadn't seen each other, most of us hadn't seen each other for 20 odd years, so no one knew what we looked like. <laughs> so, on that boat, so I went down to the foyer and tried to, and I reckon about 15 blokes walked past me who I had no idea that they were actually part of our group. Uh, I got about half of them, but uh, it took about an hour and a half to collect everyone um, and put them in the right room, and it was just, it was just a huge joke, which oh, was fairly typical of our year. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Can't even read the name tags. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. G'day, Ryan. What's the story? Were you there, Ryan? Oh, no, Ryan's Ryan. gone. Ryan's gone. Uh, Ryan's Ryan story... Did you know what story Ryan had, do you? Okay, well, we might get back to Ryan because apparently he does have a very interesting story of uh, a surprise that he had when he went to his school reunion. Yeah, I, the idea of not being invited to your school reunion when you uh, you think you people should know who you are uh, is is quite damning, I have to say. That's exactly what happened to me. Never been invited. Still waiting for the phone call. Thank you very much, Richmond for High School. Thank you very much, Swansea High School. Uh, Ryan, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll try to get Ryan back. This is the KFC Summer Session, and you're listening to Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. And we've got some very determined listeners. Uh, Ryan is one, which is terrific. He uh, His mobile phone played up. We couldn't get his story about the school reunion, what shocked him and surprised him. But he's come back, fought through. Uh, Ryan, good day. How are you guys? Yeah, good. What good, did mate. you see? Um, yeah, I guess when we turned up to our 10-year school reunion, I guess the school talk, you could say, I guess he wasn't that many friends. Mm. Got picked on a little bit, um, turned up with a porn star. No, what, what, just oh, a, what do you mean? Just turned up with one, or with, <laughs> oh, I should that. Yeah. Not actually, not actually turned up with one, married to one. Ooh. Oh, really? well done for and, him. And, see, I don't being married to. The, well done, you say. But was he, he proud of this, or? Oh yeah, he pretty much told us straight away. In your face, you bullies. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the guys in our class did actually recognise oh, her. Yeah, so did you need yeah. to introduce yeah. her? I was going to yeah. ask that. <laughs> No name badges required. <laughs> yeah, he walks up. Yeah, I think I've seen your movie. Yeah. All right, Ryan. Thank you so much. There you go. Okay, Cashy. Wow. We are heading closer and closer to the Australian Open, and you were talking earlier about the showdown with Bernard Tomic uh, and Matosovic for the number one ranked Australian male player. Yes. Tomic's got up in in tough conditions. He, d- he did. I believe it was uh, a reasonably warm day in Sydney yesterday. <laughs> yes. Uh, he, he won. Uh, he was. Uh, they, they were both very closely ranked. So sort of whoever won got through the, this match. Yeah. Was going to be the number one Australian. Yeah. And um, the reason I laugh about that heat yes. <laughs> that you make reference to there, Cash, is uh, I think it was prior to the game there was a, a bit of mixed feeling from players about if the temperature gets to a certain level, maybe they should call it off, have a rest. Let's be reasonable, sensible about it. But uh, Marenko, he, he was very much of the, I think, quoted as saying, I want it to be 50 degrees. Yeah. I want it tough. Bring, Bring it on. on. Yeah. Uh, it was well, 50 degrees and you got met. Poor That was the problem. Yeah, yeah that's it right. didn't quite get to 50 degrees. <laughs> exactly. So uh, Marinko went down, but yeah. never mind. So, uh, Bernard, in terms of preparation, though, he's looking good, Tom. Do you, are you... You know, is there a likelihood for him to repeat what he's done in previous Australian Opens and actually get through week two at least? Yes, I think it's a real chance. The thing is now he's he's not going to be, well, as before, he's not going to be seeded. So that means he's got a chance that he might he might be playing uh, Andy Murray first round yeah. um, or second round. Djokovic, he will meet a seed in the first couple of rounds. So mm. that's going to be tough. If he's, a bit, if he's lucky with the draw, he'll meet, he'll have one of the lesser seeds, be able to beat him take that position and move through to a decent position. So, And he had a good win today, Florian Meyer, who is his uh, 
uh, bogeyman who beat oh, him yeah. in the Davis Cup, and that was the, sort of the big oh, issue. Is that yeah. listen, you didn't even try in that match. You beat him today in Sydney, so he's he's fired up, and so he should be in his home country. How big a psychological battle is it with that seeding? I mean, you hear the line from the player say, "Well, if you want to win a title, you got to beat." all of them at some stage, or, or yep. certainly the, the seeds, you're going to come across some big, big-name players. So whether it's first round or, or semi-final, I guess you're close yeah. to the final if, yeah. you're, if you're winning the semi, but how, how big a battle is it? Well, I think, I, it's a few years, about 10 years ago, or 12 years ago, it went to from uh, 16 seeds to 32 seeds. So uh, the big the question I ask is, should number 32 in the world really be seeded? Should he be separated from all the other seeds? And I don't mm. think so. And I think the Grand Slams are the best of the best. Yep. should seed 16 players. If the number one plays the number 17 player in the world first round, because he's not now, no, no longer seeded, yep. I think that's a great match. That's what makes Grand Slams, and that makes the first week of the tournaments really interesting. interesting. Yeah, o- yeah. Often found Grand Slams, first week's kind of boring. Love and one, one yeah, of those. Yeah, just along. Players. Yeah. Well, Ch- get rid of those seeds. So long 16. Seeds, so long as it's 49.9 degrees, uh, Bernard should be absolutely tickety-boo. <laughs> this is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. The KFC Summer Session on Triple M for the all-new Grill Twister Max at KFC. It's tastefully chockers, good times. We've set you a task, Pat Cash, of every day coming up with a rock and or roll story. Uh, so today, look, we are running swiftly out of time, but I thought we can give you a little starter, okay? So it's going to have to be specific. You have to come in the back of the story that's doing the rounds today about the Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, heading to Australia. Now, you know this thing called the Rider, which is basically what a band or a performer demands to have backstage. Yep. Shh, don't look after Snacks. Correct. Yeah. Well, the Rider for the, big hot, the Red Hot Chili Peppers is terrific. Uh, they've got the dedicated meditation room which is a good start. Mm. Uh, I love that. We've got um. you know, plush carpet and a comfortable couch. Um, they've, Gosh, they've requested uh, at least 24 bottles of still spring water, um, strictly not Evian Crystal Geyser, or other local bottle. That's ter- uh, goat's cheese, milk, pitted dates, figs, juice, sort of yogurt-covered peanuts. They sound like a healthy bunch. They are, they say. Anthony Kigan said the band only eats organic food. It's the one thing we try to do collectively as a group. Uh. Apart from playing some music occasionally, I would have thought. (laughs) So your task, Pat Cash, is to jump on the back of the Red Hot Chili Peppers and that story and give us your rock and roll story. Hello, children. Here is the story. Are you ready? Then we'll begin. Well, I don't know I can jump on the back of that. I mean, they are... The, we thought they were notorious party animals. And back Mm. back, uh, quite a few years ago when I was in my party mode... We saw them. We jammed them. We 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 uh, we jumped up and down. We went to the gig. We 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 uh, we came back to the nightclub afterwards. And I had a word to the state, the the tour manager, and I said, that "This is the hottest club in London. Let's go there." And the boys turned up. We were pumped. We were ready to go mm-hmm. until they started ordering. And then Anthony Kiedis pulled out his homemade sandwich, unwrapped it, thing wrapped up, and went turned around and didn't talk to anybody for about an hour and just ate his sandwich. A little glad wrap, little brown bag, did he? Oh, <laughs> brown bag there. Oh. Yeah, so that's absolutely true. It's amazing. He's a hardcore yeah. rock drummers, aren't they? He did it without his shirt on, though, so that yeah, makes it okay. Sure. All right, thank you, Cashy. Another one tomorrow. We'll be back. Have a great evening. See you then. The KFC Summer Session for the all-new Cricketers Pack at KFC. Perfect for sharing good times. Oh.